Welcome to the Intimate Inspirations Podcast. I am Michelle Blumentritt, and I cannot wait to share with women, no matter what your phase of life, a longtime passion of mine to help you find your beautiful. Welcome back, friends. I'm so glad that you joined me again as we continue with our series on self-care. We've been chatting about self-care and my last two episodes, we discussed mental and emotional health. This week, I'm going to focus on spiritual wellness. I'm going to start with a verse. I found one that I feel like was applicable to this topic, and I wanted to share it with you as well. It was found in Proverbs 17:22, and it says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. What a great image of self-care that is. When we're not doing the things that we love and enjoy, we're like dried up bones. And if you can just visualize that for a moment, what that looks like, I just picture a desert with a lot of skeletons and dried up bones and what that feels like when you're not feeding your soul and doing the things that you love and enjoy, which is what we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks, how that affects you and your well-being, how that affects your family, your husband, your kids, the relationship that you have with them because you're feeling like you've got a crushed spirit versus having a joyful heart as you go through life's ups and downs. And so spiritual health is no different as we head into this topic and we discuss the importance of self-care and especially as it pertains to your spiritual wellness. And I always like to give a little bit of background on the topic as far as what the definition is. And I did look it up and I found a definition that I liked, which was from the Northwestern University of Illinois. And it said, spiritual wellness is defined as expanding a sense of purpose and meaning in life, including one's morals and ethics. And as I continued on and thought about this and read some things Purpose in life was one of the things that came up quite often and talked about what is your purpose? What does that look like for you? It's not going to be the same for everyone that it is for you. But just to dig and dive in a little bit today on what your spiritual health looks like. What are some things that you do to help your spiritual wellness on a regular basis And I'm also going to give some tips and some ideas on things that I do as well. Probably things that we all know, again, just reminders to you of some things that can really help us to ground ourselves and feel like we're able to get through our everyday life and things that it might throw at us, right? Some things just to look for, like what do you believe and why do you believe it? And 
do your actions reflect what you believe? Everyone knows that there's a right and a wrong, right? We've all been given that discernment that there is a right from wrong. And does our life reflect the, the right and wrong? Or do we live out what we say and what we preach in our lives? And are we walking the walk and not just talking the talk? Are you able to show compassion for others? That's a big one and something that some of us may struggle with and are gifted in different areas. And compassion is definitely one that some of us are gifted in and some of us are not, but it doesn't change the fact that we still want to have that compassion and empathy for others around us. Because not everyone, let's face it, not everyone believes what we believe. Not everyone has the same morals and ethics and values that we have. And I've talked about it in previous podcasts about, of course, we as women especially, but just in general, human beings tend to migrate towards people who have the same mindset and values and morals in life. Those are the people you most likely are going to be doing life with. But you're still going to come in contact with those who perhaps don't have the same morals and values that you have, whether it be in the workplace or even sometimes you might encounter that in churches or in schools. And that's okay. But how do you handle those people? And do you still show them love? Are you still compassionate and empathetic towards those people who maybe don't have the same beliefs that you have? And rather than really focusing today on what spiritual wellness is, I would really like to focus more so on ways that we can have it and just how we do that in our life and just to challenge you to evaluate your own life and what things you do to better your spiritual health. And guys, this is something that I have tried really hard, my husband and I, to raise our children to be able to think about their own beliefs and their own values. And as you raise your kids, if you don't have kids yet or you Um, your kids are really young, there's certain things that as they grow and um, develop their own personality and sense of well-being, we want to always encourage them to really do research and, and figure out the things that they believe and why they believe it and can they defend it rather than just, oh, I believe what I believe because my mom believes it, or I believe it as a wife because it's what my husband believes and it sounds okay. What do we really believe for ourselves? And and maybe dive into that and see what that looks like for you. And again, I would much rather spend the time just discussing some ways that I personally am able to have a better spiritual health for myself. So here are some ways and examples 
to increase your spiritual wellness. Praying, meditation, having quiet times and devotionals regularly, maybe listening to inspirational or praise music, which I know personally is one of my favorites, spending time in nature and seeing God's creation, possibly listening to inspirational talks or even podcasts or sermons, having fellowship with others who are like-minded, as we discussed, and obviously getting involved, volunteering in different organizations. These are all really great ways that we can help to improve our spiritual wellness. And I know for me personally, just a few things that really help me and to hopefully give you some insight if it's not something you currently do of ways that would be able to help you as well to have a quiet time or perhaps do a devotional. I know that is something that it is imperative for me when I am able to wake up in the morning and I do it first thing and it's I obviously, as you know, we're not always, everyone's not consistent with this and the, there's always room for improvement. But for me, I daily at least find a quiet space that is comfortable for me. I am usually read, you know, reading my devotional while I'm drinking my coffee and kind of getting started with my day. Sometimes it's before my workout, sometimes it's after depending on the day. But I know that is something that for me is imperative and I notice a difference throughout my day if I missed it, if I woke up and I was rushing around and running late and I didn't have time to have my quiet time and just really give my events of the day to the Lord and give him that day and say, this is yours, do with it as you want because I know for me when I'm out in the workplace and I'm managing people, it affects me when I don't start my day in that way. So whether it's a devotional or scripture reading or meditation or just sitting in silence and the quiet and listening to some music that's inspirational for you, these are all things that are really great to be able to just improve where you're at spiritually. I know I have a lot of friends who love being out in nature. That is their way of connecting with God. That is how they feel like they're filling up their cups and they feel full when they're out in nature and they're hiking, they're walking, they're biking. Those things are important for their well-being and for their spiritual wellness. So those are all great things. It might just mean that you're out taking a walk. I know when I walk with my dogs or in the afternoons, if I just take even a short walk, I do reflect a lot more on the day's events, how I could have better done one thing or another, maybe how I dealt with someone that day, or it's just a, a really good way of reflecting on how you felt like you handled the day. And of course, there's a lot of things that can really help us to check our spiritual wellness. 
even the inspirational talks or podcasts where you feel like someone is directly speaking to you, that's called conviction, okay? So if you're feeling that way during a moment or a song or a sermon or even reading your devotional and the words are speaking directly to you, that's something that is telling you this is an area that either maybe you need to be working on or that's nudging you in a certain direction. And I know for me that this year, I don't typically like to do New Year's resolutions. I try to maybe do something that I'd like to work on for the year rather than a resolution of I'm going to work out this many days or I'm, you know, something. But I do try to start my year off with a, a nice, um, a goal or something that I want to maybe better myself in one area or another. So I, it, I, it's a resolution. But one of the things this year that I really wanted to focus on was just being able to follow the nudging of my heart or in my gut if I feel something, if I wake up, I'm doing my devotional and a person pops into my head, I will immediately pray for that person and depending on who that person is, I'll usually text them and just let them know that, hey, I'm thinking about you, I hope everything's going okay, or I really feel like it's time for us to meet for coffee, it's been a while, I'd like to reconnect. I have really found that when I do that, and not it's not always, but the majority of the times that I feel that nudging and I reach out, it has been for a reason. And that nudging was clearly of the Lord saying, do this because this person needs it right now or they need this today. And even just recently... I reached out to a friend of mine in a text a month or so ago and I just was hadn't talked to them in a couple of weeks and they were heavy on my mind that morning and I just decided I'm going to do what I've been trying to do which is just shoot a quick quick text to let them know. And so I did that and she wrote back and said, well, there was a reason that I was on your heart because my husband was in the hospital over the weekend and we're getting some testing and cardiac issues and it was just that verification that I needed that I needed to continue to follow that nudge when I feel it. So that is something that I strongly encourage that when you feel something, don't just pray for them. I That is amazing and that's awesome, but even maybe go that one step further and actually reach out to them in some way, whether it be a text or a phone call. Today's world, we've got so much technology that it's so simple to send a quick text to someone. It takes you 10 seconds and it might mean the world to that person. So I would encourage you to do that when you feel it. That is something for me that has been uh, really one that I've worked on this year, especially just going into the new year, trying really hard to be sensitive to what I'm feeling. And when I do feel it, I make sure I act upon it. And I have not been 
I haven't regretted doing that. So I would encourage you to think on that as well. That's going to close out the episode on spiritual wellness. Once again, just one more piece of self-care and the importance of why we need to be taking care of ourselves and how that can better not just our own well-being, but to help those that we do everyday life with. It gives us a better mindset when we can start out our day doing the things that give us that calm and that peace to begin our day and head into whatever struggles or whatever challenges we might face throughout that day. And remembering that when we're doing those things that bring us joy, we are having a joyful heart and dealing with others and being around others versus feeling like we're dried up bones, feeling like we have nothing left for ourselves to even think to be able to give to those around us that we're doing our life with. So I would encourage you to think about that. Think about some of the things and ways that you might be able to improve or ways that you are doing that already that you love and then just continue to do those things. Next week, I am going to be closing out our self-care series as I discuss physical wellness. I am super excited about this topic because I'm not only going to be touching on topics of taking care of yourself physically, but also to be able to take care of yourself for your husband and how it pertains to intimacy. You won't want to miss it. I'm super excited. Thanks again for listening and joining me. And remember, you are beautiful.